Continuous learning keeps you from slipping into darkness. And now for Slipping into Darkness, Part 2. Constant learning. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. And I am at part two of a series. The series is entitled Slipping into Darkness, how we slide from God's plan to the world's plan. The seven important areas of life according to Google. Now, it was God who gave me the series, but I checked Google to find those seven most important areas of life. And today is part two. Part one was the last message, social and family relationships, subtitle, coach versus companion. Some relationships need to be kept at a distance where you coach and advise, and a smaller subset of relationships need to be in the companion, those whom you let into your inner circle. It's important who you rub with and who you run with. They will influence where you go. So part one, relationships, coach versus companion. And the second important area of life, according to Google, was career and educational aspirations. And I'm going to take the first part of that and put that in the next sermon, which has to do with financial security. So financial security will be in the next message, financial security and career aspirations. Today is going to deal with the educational aspirations. So it's no accident that my high school 50-year reunion classes here today because that was the secondary part of education, elementary school, then high school. So everything is ordered by God, even this series. So slipping into darkness, constant learning. Second Timothy 2.15 simply says, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. Proverbs 16.16 reads, How much better to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver. The Bible said it is more important to get wisdom than money. The world turns that around and I need to get wisdom to get money. No, You need wisdom more than money. God says it's better for wisdom to be chosen than silver and gold. You need to learn and you need a constant learning process. This year in my company, I started a mandate simply called Grow or Go. And I told the people, I said, look, we're going to grow in this company. Every single individual, if you're employed in this company, you're either going to grow or you're going to go somewhere else. We are going to learn. We're going to get better because one person on the ship who refuses to grow can hold everybody back. 
And I had somebody come to me and say, Mr. Braun, that sounds kind of threatening. It is threatening. It's exactly what I meant. They're either going to grow or they're going to get out of this company. And I'm going to get them out of this company. They will either grow or go. I don't want any stagnation because one person can mess up the whole spirit of the company. They will either grow or go. And even for this month, the book that we just finished reading is Stephen Covey's book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And I pay the people to listen to the book. We've got all of the books in audio form. I pay the people to listen. And they got to do a book report. So you all thought that once you got out of high school, you wouldn't have. No, they got to do a book report. They have to do a book report. They have to turn it in on time. But if they have the best book report, they get 10 times the hourly rate. I pay them by the hour for listening to the book. So that book is about 14 hours long. And they get $14 an hour for listening to the book. And whoever has the best book report gets tenfold what the hourly rate is. If they fail to turn it in, they get tenfold of that amount subtracted from their bonus amount. So they got a big penalty if they don't do it, and they have a big penalty, a big reward if they have the best book report. So it's a part of just making people grow or go. And some people have asked me, well, Mr. Bronner, what if you invest all of this money, invest all of this time in training people and to help them get better and to help them grow and they become better employees. Suppose you invest all of this and they leave. And that is a very real possibility because oftentimes when you expand people, it will expand their minds. They'll find other opportunities. They become more valuable as employees and other people want them. So what if you put all of this, what if you pour all of this into folk and then they leave your company? That's a very good question, but I submit to you another question. Suppose you don't do it and they stay. So now you've got a stagnant person who doesn't learn, who doesn't improve, and they stay the same for the rest of their time in your company. Suppose you don't do it and they stay. And let me ask a question to you. Suppose you don't keep learning. Suppose you stay stagnant. Suppose you don't know any more next year than you know right now. Suppose you don't know any more 10 years from now than you do right now. Suppose you don't learn. See, number seven on those seven things that people slip into darkness on, number seven actually is mental, emotional, and inner well-being. And anything that you don't exercise deteriorates. Alzheimer's and dementia is skyrocketing. And it's skyrocketing because folk now, they get to a point where they don't use their mind. They focus on what's called amusement. And when you break down the word amusement, A, which means not, muse means to think. So amuse means to not think. So generally when you're doing something that is amusing, you're not thinking. You're just being entertained, but you're not thinking. So the world wants entertainment, but our brains get weaker and weaker and weaker. It's no wonder all of the mental deterioration is just skyrocketing. My mother had one sister. That sister passed away at 83 years ago, back in 2015. But she was a biology teacher, had a master's degree. She was brilliant. And she constantly worked her mind. She would play Scrabble. 
She played bridge. She did crossword puzzles all day long. Her mind was just as sharp as it can be, but she didn't exercise her body. She wouldn't do any kind of exercise at all. So she passed away at 83. Now, my mother will turn 90 this year. Now, my mother is the opposite. She walks, she moves, she rides her bicycle. She exercises regularly, but she watches television all day long. (laughs) So my mother's body is in phenomenal condition. She has no aches, no pain. She could almost walk anybody in this room right now, but she watches television all day long. So as a result... Her body is in phenomenal condition, but her short-term memory, she will ask you the same question about 10 times a minute because she has not exercised in her spirit because she watches television all day long. She watches religious television all day long. So she'll have ministry just playing on TV all day. Her spirit is phenomenal, but her mental capability in terms of memory has greatly reduced because she doesn't exercise it. What will you learn next year that you don't know this year? Henry Ford said, anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Anyone who keeps learning stays young. See, Elijah preached last week on the fountain of youth and a phenomenal message. He discovered a key to the fountain of youth in the Bible. If you want to hear his message, just go to brothersoftheword.com and just put on sermon search, fountain of youth. It'll bring up that sermon and see Elijah will give you some keys of staying young. But basically, learning and exercising your mind is use it or lose it. This is from an article. While this advice originally applied to physical fitness and muscle mass, it is now being used to describe our need to maintain brain fitness as we get older. To date, expert sources such as the Mayo Clinic and the Alzheimer's Association actively promote ongoing learning and brain-healthy activities to keep your mind sharp as well as to delay or possibly even prevent Alzheimer's disease and other forms of dementia. While many think of college or graduate school as the end of the traditional education cycle, continuous education or lifelong learning is now being touted as an essential ingredient for healthy aging. Mahatma Gandhi, live as if you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to live forever. Now, this message today, actually, I would have preached this message last week. But God had my youngest son to speak last week. So it it pushed this message for you right now. You need to keep learning. Your brain acclimates to speed, quality, and quantity. Let me explain what I mean by that. My young son who preached on last Sunday, I was out walking with him one day and 
I was talking with him about reading a particular book, and both of us listen to audio books. It's a way that I've learned where I can multitask. If I'm driving, I can listen to audio books. If I'm working out, I can listen to audio books. If I'm walking, I can listen to audio books. So I learned how to do things multiple times, and I was telling him about this book, and and I said, the book is 16 hours long, so it's going to take you 16 hours to listen to it. He said, no, it'll take me eight hours. I said, no, it's 16 hours. He said, take me eight hours. He said, I listen to my books at two times speed. I was like, two times speed? What in the world? And he pulled out his phone, turned on his book app, and clicked the button. And sure enough, it was two times speed. And it was just a zoom. And I couldn't even have understand it. But that's why coach versus companion, the first message is important. Because my son said he was listening to his books at two times speed, it hadn't even crossed my mind to speed up my books. So I sped it up to as fast as I could. I could listen at one and a quarter speed and understand stuff. But now this past book that I just finished listening to, I listen to at double speed because the mind acclimates. And I pulled a clip that I wanted someone else to hear. And when I played it at one X speed, at normal speed, it sounded like it was in slow motion. Because my mind had acclimated to listening and comprehending at double speed. But it was because of association that changed and doubled my reading or listening capability. And I went back to tell my son a couple of weeks ago, says, George, I'm listening at two times speed now. I'm listening just as fast as you are. He says, I'm at three and a half. (laughs) And he said, and that is as fast as the program will go. But George just graduated from high school Last week, but he graduated from high school with a high school degree and a two-year AA college degree. And out of 450 students, he was the only one who did that. And he took 21 college courses and made 20 A's and 1 B. He did a lot better than his daddy did at Southwest. I can tell you that. (laughs) But... But how could he do all of this stuff? He could comprehend and digest his stuff at double the speed of everybody else. So that's the first thing. Your brain acclimates to speed. It acclimates to quality. When you start digesting stuff that's wholesome, and this is true in all areas of life, if what you're putting into your mind and spirit, if you're watching reality TV every day, there's nothing but mess and fussing and fighting and all of this life drama that's magnified. And see, that stuff's not even real. Amen. It's not reality TV. It's stage TV. I live across the street from one of the reality stars. So often I'll see them outside filming stuff and they'll say, no, 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 do that over. And you think it's all real, real time. No, I'm watching the camera and they say, no, 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 do that over. You come out here like, switch this way. And they'll have all this stuff staged and you think it's real. But you're taking it into your mind and into your spirit. So as you get used to quality input, it will change your brain function. And you start looking at some stuff and say, I don't need to watch that mess. 
If all you are consuming is murder, and that's why I don't advise people to watch the news. You take all of the negative war and crime and corruption and distill it down into 30 minutes and then pour it into your mind. So you need to change not just the speed of the things you take in. You need to change the quality of the stuff that you digest into your body. And not just food, mental stuff, because your brain is your most sensitive organ in the body. Trust me, when you've damaged other organs in your body, you've been undamaged your brain. That's why if you ever fall out and you stop breathing for more than three minutes, one of the major organs, the first thing that's going to happen is brain damage. Not heart damage, not kidney damage, brain damage. Your brain is the most sensitive organ in your body, but it has such a high capacity, you can lose so much capacity and folks still think you're normal. But what could you be if you used twice the capacity of your brain? And many of us, when we reach a certain age, we think to ourselves, well, I've lived this long. And I'm the youngest person in the class. I haven't checked, but unless you skipped, I am because I was born on New Year's Eve. So it puts me as always the youngest in the class just because of my birth date. This is my third son right there who's the minister of music for the church. He was born on January 1st. So he had the opposite issue. He was always the oldest person in the class. I was always the youngest. We were able to get him switched around. So he moved a year up and he's a year ahead. But I was generally always the youngest person. So I'm 67 right now. So most of you who are here from the class of 73, you're 67 or 68 years old. And many times, because of what the world will push on you, you think your capacity has been reduced. You need to read the book called Strength to Strength. This was one of the books that I strongly encouraged my employees to read. <laughs> but strength to strength deals with the aging process and the thinking process and how when you are younger, you have an intelligence that's called fluid intelligence. As you age, your intelligence switches to what's called crystallized intelligence. And you get a whole different strength. And most people just, they get all depressed because it's like mom's Mabley. And she tells in her routine, she said, once she saw this young boy crying and this old man walked up to the young boy and says, what's wrong with you? Why are you crying? He said, because I can't do what the big boys do. And he said, old men cry too. <laughs> so, so you think that just, some people just getting that. <laughs> you think that because you have reached a point of where you are 65 plus, that your faculties diminish. And some of them, no, you're not going to be. It's like Howard Cosell and, and Muhammad Ali when they used to go back and forth. And, and Howard Cosell told Muhammad Ali, he said, Muhammad, you're not the man you used to be. And Muhammad said, Howard, you ain't the man you used to be with your wife 30 years ago either. So certain faculties will diminish, but you have the ability. Many of you have the ability right now to do things beyond what you have ever done before. I got 49 years, 5 months, and 29 days left, and I plan on doing more in this latter half of my life than I've done in the first half of my life. But I've got to keep learning. I have to keep things exercised. I have to stay sharp. And I have a more vigorous and rigorous study program now than I ever did in high school and than I ever did in college. 
Because I understand the value of knowledge and the value of continuing to learn. And it changes your perspective of life. And it lets you view things in a whole different... And stuff is changing so fast now. But if you keep learning, you stay up with the changes and you become better in your mind and in your spirit. My name is only in the Bible a few times, and it primarily relates to one of the disciples, Bartholomew, whose name actually is called Nathaniel. And when I looked up Nathaniel, it's in John chapter 1, verse 43, and it reads, it says, The next day Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said to him, Follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nazareth? Can anything good come from there? Nathanael asked. Come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, Here is a true Israelite in whom there is nothing false. How do you know me? Nathanael asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Jesus said to him, you believe because I told you I saw you under the fig tree. You shall see greater things than that. He then added, I tell you the truth, you shall see heaven open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Now, since this was my namesake, it kind of bothered me. And it bothered me because all of the other disciples were out doing something. You know, Luke was a doctor. Peter had a whole fleet of fishing boats. All the other disciples were busy. Nathaniel was sitting under a fig tree. I said, why would Jesus call a man? He's got to change the world. And when you have to change the world, you got to have people with you. See, you need to get a busy person if you want to get something done. You don't need to get somebody sitting down, not doing You, you got to get somebody moving. So I'm saying to myself, this is my namesake. And he's sitting under a fig tree. That doesn't sound good. So I had to study. And I had to go to other sources of what and why did Jesus choose Nathaniel sitting under a fig tree? And after digging through a pile of stuff in Jewish literature, I finally found it. Nathaniel was under the fig tree studying the Torah. The Torah is the first five books of the Bible, but it's a modern equivalent of saying Nathaniel was under the fig tree studying God's word. So Jesus saw this man and said, here is a man in whom there is no guile, but he's studying. He's bettering himself. He's learning. I'm going to call this man to be one of the 12. But I had to study to find out he was studying. So... Jesus needs people who are learners, who are doing something. And I ask you, what are you studying? What books are you reading? What will you learn this week? And if you are not learning, your mind is dying. And if you want to keep it strong, 
just as if you want to keep your body strong, you have to exercise it. Don't let the world feed you the line that because you have reached a certain age, you just need to sit down and you need to just relax and take your ease and watch television. You're headed for Alzheimer's or dementia or at the very least to become nonproductive. And God has placed within you a crystallized intelligence that you've got all of this experience, all of this wisdom that you continually feed it, continually learn. And you will be greater next year than you are this year. And you'll be greater in the next decade than you are right now. Keep learning. Keep learning. Keep learning. What are you studying? And it's so different from when we were in high school. We had to be forced to study. Now you need to be wise enough to study. Huge difference. But when we were in high school, we were kids and teenagers. Now we are supposed to be mature adults. Keep learning. And in 10 years, you ought to be far wiser then than you are now. If you keep learning, you will be. And I remember I was teaching in one Sunday, and I told them some of you even need to go back to school and get a four-year degree. And many of you are saying, I'm too old, and if I go back to school and get a four-year degree, I'll be such and such an age. And I ask them, yeah, you be that age, but how old will you be if you don't go? So if you start studying, if you start learning, if you take a new leaf in life, and I actually had congregation, pastor, we listened to what you said, this is my degree. And they went back, and four years later, or two years later, they had a bachelorette, or they had a master's or doctorate degree. If you understand, continuous learning keeps you from slipping into darkness. Learn. Learn, learn. I thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word. You can go to brothersoftheword.com and listen to this message all over again or send it to a friend absolutely free. Thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Amen, amen, amen. So I even understand and I see now how just that subject so related to the learning institution that is represented here today. And I believe we have some people in this class and you haven't even begun to do what God has truly destined you to do. And because you think I'm 67, I'm 68, Colonel Sanders was 65 when he started Kentucky Fried Chicken. Y'all still eating and crunching on that? Just because you have maturity does not mean you don't have a destiny in front of you that is earth-shattering. You just got to realize it, but you need to keep learning. The world is changing. Now, even in business, principles don't change, but technology and techniques do radically. Principles are solid. They're invariable. They never change. 
but technology and techniques do. And you need to stay up on all three of those areas because even the principles, the more you study, the more you read, the more you understand, the more you'll appreciate the great principles of life. But you learn and you study. I think the class of Southwest and the mascot for the Southwest, the wolves. The wolf is one of the few mammals that's super duper faithful. Wolves bond for life. There is no divorce among wolves. That's a deep statement all in itself. But once you have the commitment of a wolf, the wolf never leaves you. So it is a power. And we are wolves. And sometimes wolves may have a bad reputation because they're vicious when cornered. And a wolf will eat you up if he's hungry. But if you have the commitment of a wolf, a wolf will die before deserting you. We are wolves. Amen. You are listening to brothersoftheword.com. This was part two of the series titled Slipping into Darkness, subtitled Constant Learning by Nathaniel Bronner. This message is number 5995. That's 5995. To listen to thousands of free messages or to send this message number 5995 to a friend, go to brothersoftheword.com. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to help support this ministry, go to IWantToGive.com. That's IWantToGive.com. Listen to BrothersOfTheWord.com often because, brother, you need the word. Oh, brothers of the word.